every time I come around your city bling. All about those bands, no wedding rings. She is not my love, she like Billy Jean. She is like my love, she not Billy Jean. Young money, old money, cash money. I lost money, old money, stack money. You know I got a fee, what's the budget though? You know this ain't for free, where the money though? Welcome to the 14th episode of Avocado and Honey. It's your girl, Samantha, and as always, I want to thank you for tuning in every other Tuesday. You are appreciated. Today, I have my dope videographer friend, Desmond, in the building. How are What's you doing up, today? <laughs> How you doing? Feeling great. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I brought Desmond on today because, like I said before, he's a dope-ass videographer, and he did something similar to what I did, and I was, like, moving to, like, chase dreams and shit, but his ass is out here actually making shit happen. He is swamping <laughs> right now. Um, you're from Atlanta, right? Or Georgia? Well, or no, yes. you're from South Carolina. Yeah, originally South Carolina. Yes. I was born and raised in South Carolina. And then how'd you end up in Atlanta? Well, uh, my my dad was in the Air Force, mm-hmm. um, and we he was retiring. And we moved to another Air Force town uh, called Warner Robins, Georgia. Mm-hmm. It's Warner Robins, like Warner, like Time like Warner. Like Warner Brothers? Yeah, like Warner Brothers, Time Warner. Like, I always have to explain it. People are like, Warner Robins? Warner Robins? Like, what are you talking about? Because I've always, I've always been from these small places that people don't know the name. Like, Sumter, South Carolina. Like, something? Something, South Carolina? But, oh. Yeah, so I went from Sumter, South Carolina, a small town, mm-hmm. to a bigger small town, Warner Robins, Georgia. So when did you start um, getting into... When did you pick up the camera? Like, when did you start being savvy with the camera? So, it actually started with me being, like, like drawing and painting. I drew my whole life when I was painting, and I was always doing something creative, and I was, like, teaching myself things and jumping into different, like, creative, like, things, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I was influenced by my dad, who, he had a camera. He had an old Canon camera with all, like, the equipment and stuff. He used to actually develop his own film and everything. Oh, really? When he was younger, like, when he met my, like, when he and my mom first got married. Like, so, they have, like, a whole bunch of dope, like... Photos that they have photo. They, we have boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes of like developed That's photos so of, lit. of like our family and like stuff like us as kids and stuff. That does he still do it? With, oh, I know we're getting like already off topic, but like, does he still like print photos and stuff like that? Like mm-hmm. developing? Mm-hmm. I mean, dad builds computers now, but that's a whole other discussion. I, I, I want to like, I want to find people who still do it the old fashioned way because I like took a class and it's so dope. To there are a lot of people develop it. That's not my thing yet. I think I want to get into that. Like, I'm getting better as a digital photographer mm-hmm. where there's a lot of digital waste. You can take a million photos and you know. And it's whatever you know that like, it doesn't cost you anything but the camera and the lens you, know, mm-hmm. you can take a million pictures and keep on buying any kind but like you know it's more of a commission stuff now and then they get the right shot you can't review the shot either so you have to make mm-hmm. sure you get the right shot and you develop it it's like oh wow everything is like that i want to get into that it costs money so yeah. it's kind of and the development yeah. process like you can really fuck up your photos like that yeah, I mean, I, I'm just like, let me let me keep doing the digital thing. I'm going to get into it eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone's but it is me. the way of life now, so that make, it makes sense, but yeah. I just appreciate that. Yeah, me too. I definitely appreciate it. I know I started learning so yeah, a little bit. So but, into your art. Yeah, so I was in the art and everything, and my, my, my mom, it's funny, we transferred from my dad to my mom. Like, my mom <laughs> got digital cameras, and she started taking pictures of everything. Oh. Everyone gets so mad because my mom takes pictures when you're eating. She'll take pictures of anything. She'll take pictures of you off guard. She doesn't care. She'll take pictures. <laughs> It's just interesting. So I've been influenced by my parents being creative. And then uh, my brother, Cassius, mm-hmm. close friend, pretty much a brother at this point. We've lived together for years. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, Cassius, uh, he bought me my first camera. 
because at the time I was transitioning through other cool things, like I said, mm-hmm. and um, I was making beats and I kind of had a run in where like everyone in the crew was doing music. It's like, what makes sense? And I was like, you know what? This makes sense for me to have a camera because no one else does that crew for a beat. You got to know this camera. Wow. And uh, which kind of is because I started taking photos. I was at that time, but now I got to explain because I went from high school in Warner Robins, Georgia. Mm-hmm. I started college. I didn't want to community college and I, I went off to college at Georgia State. When I started at Georgia State, I went for graphic design because I was painting and drawing and I was you know, getting some success in that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, my parents were like, the next best thing is to get a job doing that so you need a skill that can solidify that that you can put on paper that you can get a job doing what you love to do right and but not really being the case because they weren't really teaching me what the way i wanted to be taught and i started teaching myself on youtube mm-hmm. the school wasn't teaching you yeah school wasn't yeah. teaching me what the way i wanted to be taught and it's like you know money i'm spending it doesn't make sense so um cash is like a he had really big success in music mm-hmm. and he went to la he was my coastal living he, he stayed over in la and he one day he hit me up and was like hey after we've been at Georgia State for a while, mm-hmm. he hit me up and was like, hey, would you be down to come out here and do photos of us doing visuals? Okay. What was your first, like, um, videography, photography gig? Um, My first one, my first actual gig, mm-hmm. like, I was doing stuff on my own, playing around with my camera. Like paid gig. My first paid gig was mm-hmm. when, uh, I used to shoot in clubs and stuff for free, but my first actual paid gig was when um, my boy, uh, Anthony, um, it's funny he has a podcast as well. What's it called? Cool. Um, it's called Cognac Small Talk. Okay. Yeah, they they, they drink Cavassi every night. They talk small, not gentleman things or anything like that. Gentleman things. Gentleman things. <laughs> 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 Classy <laughs> things. <laughs> <laughs> now, but um, but he's dope. Shout out to Anthony because Anthony Jr. is the absolute reason why I started doing video. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thank him every day. Every 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 time I like every time I get a chance to speak to him, we don't speak very often because mm-hmm. he works for Microsoft. He's he's doing all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So like I hit him up. I'm like, yo, you're in Seattle, bro. I just had to tell you thank you again. Like it's crazy because so that's, that's my boy. What are you life. thanking him for? What did he do? So what happened was he called me one day and he was like, yo, because we lived in the same apartment complex in Atlanta because we we both went to Georgia State. And mm-hmm. he was like, and he was younger than me. And he hit me. He was like, yo, bro, do you do video? And I was like, I guess I can. He was like. Can you be ready by six o'clock? I was like, sure, why not? And he was like, all right, cool. Like, just meet me at the at uh, the parking deck. And blah, blah, blah. I was like, um, I got an interview for it. Like, I want to film it. I was like, all right, cool. So mm-hmm. he said, bring your tripod because I'm not gonna film while I'm driving. So Hoffman is Acura Integra at the time. We pull up. We see a Rolls Royce sitting there. And we're like, what? I'm like, what? Who is this? So then we end up interviewing uh Block, who owned Block Entertainment. Mm-hmm. And his now girlfriend, Chris Kelly, who was an artist, and we that was my first interview I ever shot. And um, it's funny they're all like on on uh, Love and Hip Hop right now. Right mm-hmm. now, it's Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Love I don't Hip-Hop. think I've ever seen that, but that's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Are you friends with them yeah, or Love and Hip Hop or Housewives? What? I forget. I can't remember. Housewives, I know Housewives. for sure. Housewives, not Love and Hip Hop. Housewives, I think. Yeah, I do not watch enough ratchet TV. But I mean, I'm not really into it. I just know that someone showed me and was like, "Oh, I, didn't you do an interview?" Because like people I knew, like, "Didn't you do an interview with so and so?" Like, and I'm like, "Yeah." And I, when I went home to my parents' house, I saw the CD she gave us, like the her first like what if CD you like or EP or whatever. What if your like, videography skills is what brought them together? Nah, I got there. I got there on the back end. I got there on the back end. 
there that was a whole situation i was just glad to be there to shoot that interview and it came out dope because it was like a, li- a mixture behind the scenes mm-hmm. and interview and a promo mm-hmm. and i was like that was dope like i did i've never done that before but i just put it together and i never edited videos before and i just put it together mm-hmm. and that led to more jobs i started shooting this thing with for the panel where a lot i, I shot with kevin gates like mad people that i'm that showed up at these panels there was a lot of like people that are hot now mm-hmm. back then were not hot and they were all there. Like, Zaytoven was hot then. But I, I met Zaytoven. I met mad other, like, big producers and stuff that would just show up. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. And it was all at this uh, at this uh, clothing store called Threads Boutique out in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Super dope. And I met all these people. All these people are popping now. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe I shot with all these people. And it was dope. Do you have those um, old pictures and stuff? Yeah, I have some of them. I have some of them. I have some of them. A lot of stuff was on my old computer. It's so long ago. It was mad yeah. years ago. Probably like four years ago. Four, so when four, when did you ago. move from Atlanta to L.A.? Um, so I did all that, and then he gave the offer to do the job. I dropped out of college, and I went to L.A. in 2013. Okay. So June of 2013, I moved. So what's what's happening in L.A. now that you accepted Cash's job? Mm-hmm. So I went out there, and he and I were grinding. We were working on, I was making visuals. He was working on his project. Shout out to L.A. <laughs> he was working on his project and everything. And then, um. From there, um, we were just working on projects and traveling. I was shooting and I was creating the visuals and the treatments and the concepts and everything for a while. And we got accepted like magazines and things. Like I would shoot those and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Like Instagram, social media, managing all that. Like being a content manager for social media for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, How did you like LA though? Like what was that like? I love LA. LA. I love the feel of LA. I love the. Um, the weather and everything. Mm-hmm. I love how it looks. It's one of the most beautiful places I've ever lived, to be honest. There's mm-hmm. so many different types of scenery. But the thing is, my thing about LA is that at the time I was there, they did not understand streetwear, mm-hmm. and they didn't understand like street culture, and they didn't they it's, they didn't respect it at all. And you can tell by looking around LA, like how many street stores there are and how they're situated. It's like it's like on Fairfax, it's like this big. You know, mm-hmm. it's like five stores wide. You know what I mean? Not really, but I'm exaggerating. But it's like one block. If you go to, it's like a New York City block. It's like one block mm-hmm. of stores going down. Like <laughs> Soho has like mad stuff. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah. So, LA is just interesting, man. I, I, I had a hard time being accepted for mm-hmm. what I was trying to do, because what they were doing is like I come from the East Coast. I idolized New York for years. I grew up in South Carolina and everyone in South if you look New York and South Carolina have very close ties. Mm-hmm. You know, from slavery, migration, from like all that stuff. Everybody's family in New like I swear everybody's family in New York is from South Carolina. Everyone in South Carolina is definitely from South Carolina. So I was very like influenced by that. So when I took that gritty like you know edgy kind of thing to LA where everything was so polished if you know you do have streetwear it's polished everything's got like that white background yeah clean, clean look commercial look everyone uses the you know the mixed girls everyone oh, no yeah. one really wants like unless you're like African like distinct like oh African like they don't want like they I had a problem put giving my portfolio and showing people my work mm-hmm. from that I did in LA I mean in Atlanta in LA because they're kind of like, I don't know these people. Like, all those people are like, oh, we only know, like, actors and actresses and effect, but these are actors and actresses, and I know that you're good, and like, you know, like, because it was, like, urban and yeah, black, or things like that. They don't understand, they don't, they don't care about that. They're like, mm-hmm. that's not making me money. White people make me money. Yeah. So they're like, they look at your portfolio, and it's like, oh, these are all cool girls and whatnot, but they don't speak to me. 
<laughs> so I had a hard time. I was working with, but I, I only want, but I didn't want to sacrifice what I wanted to do. To answer your question about LA, I feel like my experience with LA is that I felt like being there, I had to sacrifice what I was truly into mm-hmm. to be successful. And I didn't like that. So that's what like brought you here to New that's York? That's what brought me to New York. But you recently visit, um, visited LA. Mm-hmm. And I go happened. every month. Yeah, so what do, you, do you think it's like progressed since then? Like, do you think it's still the same? No, it's still the same. They yeah. call you for what they need you for, which is why I don't need to be in LA. They call me for what they need me for, and I go shoot it, and I go back home. You know, okay. Being there, it's like, if I'm trying to make a living doing what I'm doing over there. Like, mm-hmm. So how'd you make that move to New York City? Um, well, Cassius had a place in... Um, shout out to Cassius. In New Jersey. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Cassius. So, all right, so what happened when you moved to Jersey? Because, um, like... You're really popping right now, so I'm trying to lead up to right now, because you just got, like, a yeah. big-ass deal, and a whole bunch of, like, dope shit is going to continue to happen for you just because of this, yeah. so it's like, I'm trying to lead up to that. Oh, okay, uh, well, <laughs> well, in Atlanta, that's crazy, it's like, I worked with, like, like worked with a lot of, like, people, like, brand names and companies in Atlanta. Like, What'd you do for work when you first moved here? Like, how did you adjust to New York City life? Oh, okay, okay, okay. We'll start well, there. Well, we'll start there. Yeah, now we're in New York City. <laughs> All right, so I moved around a lot from here, man, and then I came to New York, mm-hmm. technically New Jersey. Yeah. I had no job. I bought this rare bathing ape hoodie from Stussy back when I was in L.A., and I remember when I moved, I had no money. I had a couple hundred dollars in my pocket, nothing, really. Yeah, it's like $20. And, right, and then I sold my bake hoodie, undervalued, sold it. It was like 400 something. I sold it for like 300 I took that money and I put it in my account and I just, I would give myself like a limit of like a couple dollars a day to make it stretch until I got a job. I didn't get a job until like, I moved in April, May, June, July. I got a job in like June or July. Like a regular ass. Like a regular job. I got two jobs. I was working at Fuzzies and I was playing everywhere in the Indies and stuff like that. Yeah. And then um, I ended up getting a job at Nordstrom Rack. Mm-hmm. Well, the first job I got was at the uh, Soho Grand Hotel. Oh. And I was like, what? They were paying like $23 an hour. I was like, this is dope. And I ended up being low-key scammish because the funny thing about it is that I went there and they didn't tell me it was a seasonal job. They didn't um, tell anybody it was a seasonal job until like the second day of training. So how long is it? So like what time? It was, it was supposed to start. Yo. The crazy thing about it, it was supposed to start in the summer. It was supposed to start, like, that month. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to start that month and go for, like, three months. And so you, I would have been getting paid. Like, my hours would have been crazy because I was going to be a host. And you'd have been stacking. Yeah, I would have been. I would have been stacking. But I left that because they didn't tell me it was going to be seasonal till like, two days into training. And I'm already going to training and, like, learning stuff or whatever in a pizza lot because they didn't tell me. They didn't tell anybody. And then out of nowhere, um, also it got postponed because oh. they didn't tell us that they had they didn't have their liquor license yet, so they couldn't open until they got the liquor license. It was a pop up restaurant, which they also didn't tell me, so they waited till like God knows when. Yeah, and then then they were like, oh, "Okay, you're not gonna start working yet for another month until we get the liquor license." So I was like, "So that's a new dog." Yeah, I didn't say anything else to them after that. I just went, and then um, I ended up getting a job at. Uh, Nordstrom Rack at the same time as going to training for that, so I was going to training at two at two jobs mm-hmm. during that same week, and I was like third guy, and I was like I'm gonna go work at Nordstrom Rack. And how was that? I stayed there for seven months. Okay. Nordstrom Rack was cool. I was getting paid like 
the money and uh, after I got after I secured that notion lack job, mm-hmm. I moved to the city. I moved because I knew um, interesting when you know people and you're nice to people, things come up. So uh, back when I was in Atlanta, this is two cities ago. Back when I was in Atlanta, I was dating a girl who was friends with this other girl who who her our mutual friend had a sister that lived in New York. Because now she was from New York. Mm-hmm. So that girl was also, uh, so um, our girl Karina, that was her friend, mm-hmm. our, our mutual friend. And oh, her yeah. Older sister, her older sister offered me, like, I saw Karina in New York. I was like, oh, she's kind of hot. And then her older you, sister. You, like, literally just ran into her? Um, no, she knew I was going to New York, and, like, we all knew, because it okay. was, like, we all, you know. So her older sister was like, oh, well, you could, like, rent here, because she's moving out, because that's her friend, and this, that. So I, like, knew her, and then, you know, and that went away, and I ended up. I ended up moving to another place for that one. Okay. Because then I, you know, I was in the Heights the whole time living there. I was back and forth. So you were working at um, Nordstrom for you seven months. Yeah. But so now I, you're not working there. So like, what happened? Like, why aren't you? What made you like good enough or secure enough to like quit your regular jobs and do the videography full time? Well, what happened was when I went into that job, I, you know, when I moved to when I moved to New York as a launch feet touched this ground. I am going to go crazy. Like, I'm going to go, I'm going to hit the ground running. Like, and really quick, I know, I just want to, like, insert this really quick. Because yeah. I met you, like, last summer. Was it the summer? I had on a tank top, so it probably was summer. Yeah, it was but, summer. um, and that's one thing I, I definitely commend you for. Like, ever since I met you, your eye, you had, like, tunnel vision on the fucking prize. And it's yeah, just, like, like literally nothing affects this guy. Like, if it ain't nothing to do with editing or my videography or cash, like, get out of my way. Like, and I think that's, that's dope as fuck. That's my biggest issue. It's like I care too much about everything else around me and along with like what I'm doing. But how do you stay so like on it? Like do you meditate? Like what type of things that you do for yourself to stay focused? Is it just literally that hunger? It's the hunger. It's having made mistakes and knowing it's touching, putting your hand in the fire and know it burns you. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, these are things I don't need to do anymore. But most of all, it's like, I mean, the only thing that keeps you sane when you're trying to start your own business and do all this without any help and trying to figure it out, well, not without any help, but you get what I'm saying, mm-hmm. it's like having to figure it out mentally, Yeah, is God. That's the only reason why I'm able to, like, stay focused, because I'm always able to go back and ground myself and pray mm-hmm. about it and ask him for guidance and things like that. And I didn't really listen to him before, but now I listen to him way more, mm-hmm. because I'm like, okay, obviously. You know. Are you religious? Or are you just like... Um, this, this is what I would say. You have to go too much into it, but yeah, this, 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 this is what I would say. I have a firm relationship with God, a firm personal relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I know there's pe- people give, giving people a lot of flack about like, oh, this Christianity and this, this, that. Mm-hmm. Like, all in all, bro, that's you. How you feel about it is you. Mm-hmm. It's cool. But for me and my understanding and my respect for my relationship with God, I believe that he is looking out for me and that he has planned a way for me. And that in in his love, I'm able to do anything for him. Amen. So, at the end of the day, people can say whatever they want. <laughs> I'm always busy. I don't really go to church, you know. Mm-hmm. But I was raised in a Christian household, you know. And right. from what I've taken from that is the things that God had me do. Like, right. That's it. That's exactly. <laughs> that's it. Super simple. <laughs> people that, yeah. people take that and it's like, oh, whatever y'all Make talking about. Make it complicated. For yeah, whatever y'all talking about. I'm, I'm not arguing with nobody about this. Like, I... I feel I have joy in my heart. Mm-hmm. I have joy in my life, and I'm focused in my life. And that's what that, that's you need positive. to be. That's yeah, positive. That's what everybody wants, right? That's what everyone <laughs> is looking for. Right. So, um, let's go back to 
I keep jumping around, but you're used to it because that's just how my brain works. But like, um, let's go back to you at Nordstrom Rack and like when you quit and just started doing videography full time and shit. Like, what happened around that time? Well, what happened? I was working there and I was like I said, I was like hitting the ground running, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm not talking to no VIP owners. I'm talking to the manager. I'm talking straight to the manager. I'm going straight to her. And I'm gonna speak to her about everything. Anytime I have an issue, anytime I want something. At Nordstrom. Issue. Yes, at Nordstrom. Okay. So I kept speaking to her and doing everything, and I was eating up everybody's hours because I was. I would call every every morning. I would email because I'm used to running my own business mm. and managing people. So I email her every morning at eight a.m. I wake up at seven something, eight o'clock. I email her first thing. I wake up and open my eyes. I get on my phone and email her and say, "Do you have any hours? Do you have any hours? Do you have any hours? What department has hours today?" Who has hours today? If anybody has hours, please confirm. Let me know. I will be there as soon as possible. That's why I hit up eight because the store would open at like ten. Oh, perfect. So I hit her up every single day. She would see them every day. Um, Did she respond every day? Yeah, she would respond every day and let me know which department has hours. And I said I will be there by this time. And I made basically I was making my own schedule because when you first start out, like you know, you you don't know your hours. They just give you whatever they have. Mm-hmm. You working two days a week, you can plan. So I was stacking money. Like, I was, like, eating everybody's hours and stacking money. Like, yo, <laughs> like, y'all don't want to work. I'm going to take all your hours. You're crazy. I want time off. What, you want me, you want, let me get your schedule. Like, I, yeah. I was taking everybody's money. And then I was like, you know what? I was killing. I was doing what I had to do. And I was, since I was making my own schedule pretty much, um, I was able to do what I needed to do on the side. So I kept securing projects and mm-hmm. working with people and doing what I had to do. And eventually, um, you know, I didn't have... I had that job and I wanted to transition and it was Cassius, um, Cassius and uh, Sheena, his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, they started a small business. She started a small business. She was like, hey, like, uh, we love your work. So why don't you <laughs> work with come us? work with us? And I was like, you know, what's the offer? And we talked about the offer. I'm like, done. <laughs> I <laughs> went left. to Nordstrom because they would always laugh. At Nordstrom, they would always laugh because on my breaks, I'd be on the phone for like 30 minutes. Like, just on the phone. They're like, yo, are you a lawyer? Like, you're always on the phone. I'm like, I talk to clients. I handle my business on my breaks because I can't do it when I'm at work. Mm-hmm. And I was drawing on my work. I'm coming up with concepts on work. And then they were laughing. And one day I came in. And I remember they all were so sad that I was leaving. And I remember that um, Jen, I love Jen. She was the HR manager. Mm-hmm. And she gave me a hug. She was like, I'm so proud of you, like, because that's they saw that I was like, this is not just all work. This is mm-hmm. who I was. They knew I didn't have hours. And they were like, oh, okay, well. So I didn't even give a two week notice. I just came in and said, "Hey, oh. I was like, hey, duty calls. This is I'm, it. I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to L.A. Bye." And I quit like right before, like the end of January. Then I left. Of 2016. 2016, yeah. Oh, okay. So you had a whole year of doing freelance work. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you look back on it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about it, but yeah, February. Yeah, it was February fourth of 2016. I was like, I'm out. And that was it? That was it. So what's been happening since well, with the freelance? Well, I was working with them, doing what I was doing, and shooting with uh, the company. Mm-hmm. And I got a lot of connects doing that, and I had I pitched some ideas as well, and was content creating and whatnot. And then came to a point where things started to shift, and it was like, okay, well, we, um, we're still cool. We went our separate ways business-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, the, business, the focus changed a little, and my focus also changed, and I met James uh, Kamikaze. James okay. Kazi, I met him, and uh, I did not know his name. Thing, yo, Kamikaze. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. So like James Kazi, met him. He and I uh, hit it off as friends. Like we're, we're joking and whatnot. 
So uh, with all this work that you get, do you normally reach out to these people or do they hit you up? Both. Okay. What do you do most? Like, what do you end up doing most? What do I do most? I it's all this business is like word of mouth. What I learned for myself because I started like painting shirts in high school, and mm. what I learned from that back then, I applied it to now, is uh, don't get greedy and be like, I need a bunch of customers. Mm-hmm. Get one customer, learn that customer, learn how to handle that customer, learn how to treat that customer. Because what I learned, I forgot what book it was, but the the purpose of business, or I learned this and it changed my life. Angie, you changed my life. Yo, so it was like the purpose of business. Wait, wait, what's the purpose of business? People are like, to make money, right? Yeah. Wrong. The purpose of business is to create customers. That's the purpose of business, to create customers. And if you don't know how to create customers, everyone's like, I want to get a lot of people to pay me a judgment amount of money. And it's like, no, it's not yeah. how it works. You got to create customers and returning customers, clients. You have customers or you have clients. There are people that have customers that pay and that keep it moving. Mm-hmm. You have clients, they return. They come back and they're like, yeah, you did this for me last time with 500. I'm going to come give you another 500 to do the same thing. Oh, I'm doing this on Wednesday. I need you to be the one to do it because I trust you to do it. And that's what I started focusing on. I appreciate you uh, sharing that tea with us. Oh, we got Gen tea with honey. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yo, it's creating customers. So it's not about having a thousand people listening. It's not about having a thousand people buying your yeah. shoes. It's not about that. It's about the few three or four people that keep coming back that love your product that much to tell someone else what makes them love it because they love that person. And that makes sense. Then that person loves that person. And your mom, their mom, you know, your your mom, your brother, your sister, they love you and they, mm-hmm. they see what you're doing to me a lot. Then they start doing it. Because they're going to realize that, oh, someone I love and respect is doing this. They're going to do that too. Right. So that's why I learned, like, okay, focus on the customers. I used to try to, like, run around shooting with a bunch of people. That's what I did all 2016. Like, I made a bunch of money and spent all that money. So is that like uh, quality over quantity? Always quality over quantity. All right, so let's go back. So you said you met um, Kamikaze. Yeah, so I met Kamikaze, and um, from there we hit it off. Like he was like, I saw his work because he he's like he's with like the Mad Group. Mm-hmm. He had Copic Falcon. For it, it looks printed like he paint he draws it and it's crazy. But I saw that work and I was like, that was phenomenal work. And mm-hmm. um, I think you should shoot that. You should shoot the making of it because this is different. I haven't seen someone do this like like the way that you do it. And mm-hmm. he was like, oh, well. And we ended up shooting videos, and it came out dope, and I got a great response, and the video came out crazy. And we were chilling the whole time we were shooting. It wasn't even like it was like crazy work. Yeah. So it was just effortless. I would shoot videos for him all the time, like 30-second videos and one-minute videos just for fun to throw mm-hmm. on Instagram. And they came out dope, and I got better, I guess, by doing it. So it was win-win situation for both of us. And then eventually we um, went back to Black Pyramid to uh, work with them because we had a collaboration with them, which mm-hmm. was really successful, which was also dope. So since he came back and had like a, a better, you know, uh, a position of more influence, mm-hmm. he was just like, hey, Dez, um, I spoke to them about you as a visual person. You should come in. And I came in. And um, basically, they gave us clothes. Well, me and some other guys came in. They gave us clothes to to work with, mm-hmm. and I ended up shooting with the clothes. And this is mind you, this is right before Christmas, like right before Christmas break. And mm-hmm. I hadn't seen my family in a while. Like I haven't had anything. So my sister drove up. She we drove back. It was like a road trip. So I was That's like, dope. oh damn. So I got that three days before our road trip. Mm-hmm. Three days before I had to leave for Christmas, I got the clothes. I hit people up on Facebook. 
I hit people up everywhere. I said, I need models ASAP to shoot this because they gave me a bunch of pills. And I was like, I need models to shoot this ASAP. So I'm rushing to get models. I hit, up, I hit people up on Facebook. People, I got a crazy response. I got so many inbox messages. People hit me like, yo. Did you shoot the, everything in Atlanta or out here? Mm-mm. I didn't shoot anything in Atlanta. In fact, the first place I shot was here. So every everything that you're doing for like to find models and stuff, this was all like in New York. Well, I'm getting there because this is what's crazy. This is what was crazy because everybody on you know on Facebook, you connected with everybody yeah. that you've known from all the places you've been. Mm-hmm. So I reached out, and the people that I've known from other places just happened to be in New York. Oh. So I reached out to this dude. I knew I met this dude, um, um, Malik in L.A. Mm-hmm. I met him. He's a rapper from Brooklyn. I met him in L.A. through a producer that. I knew in LA, and he happens to be in New York right now, so he offered to do it. Mm-hmm. One of my boys, what I made custom painted like shoes and shirts for back when I first started all this stuff in high school. He lives out here, so he agreed to shoot, and he brought one of his friends. So I had three models, like boom, just like that, in New York, and I had the concept. I wing, I just was like, man. So the thing about it is, like, I'm not just like shooting photos and video. Like I came up with, I found the models, yeah. I styled them. I found the locations, I scouted locations, found the locations, all that stuff in like such a short time, and then I shot it, and then I edited all of that, and found and picked the music and everything that was in there. So I did all of that in that short period of time, and I edited it while I was um while I was on the road and while I was like home for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Wait, so you shot all this in three days, those three days before? I you shot went? it in one night. Right before you went home yeah. for Christmas. Within that three, yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. You make this happen so quick. That's so dope. I just looked for the resources. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I don't have any. I started with nothing at that time. I was mm-hmm. like, I have nothing right now. I got the clothes. So I was like, okay, that's one thing out the way. I know what they're going to be wearing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I just put out a PSA on my Facebook. And I was like, I really don't know what else to do. Because I don't know people that are available right this second at the shoot right now. People don't usually just respond and shoot like that. Yeah, that's why I was like, holy shit. Notice. Exactly. Yeah. So these people were like, yo, bro, I haven't seen you forever. And they're like, yo, I haven't, there's people I haven't seen in forever anyway. So they're like, yo, I, I want to see you anyway. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, let's shoot. And it's for a good cause, for a good situation. Like, what's up? Yeah. And they're like, cool, I'll come through. And I was like, yeah, I really appreciate y'all. So we end up shooting. It was freezing outside. James came to the shoot. We're all there. And everyone's like, all right, man, y'all got to go home. It's freezing. <laughs> so we shot it and everything. And I was like, I'm thankful that everyone came out. I thought it sucked because I was like, oh, I rushed all this. And oh, my God. And it came out so great. Where can they Dog. find? Where can they like see the the video? Dog, right now you can see it on Black Pyramids official page, which I feel great about because I'm tagged in it. Mm-hmm. I'm on there on their page. Um, you have to like scroll down a little bit to go on Instagram. On Instagram page, yeah, on their Instagram page, official Black Pyramids mm-hmm. or Black Pyramid official. I think. I think that's so dope too because you definitely are like a visionary. You you fucking like really plan this shit in your head because I remember seeing the video and I was just like, where is this? Like you look like you was in fucking Korea or not Korea but Japan and like it just <laughs> looked so crazy. He was like, oh, this was right here, right here, right here, right here, right here. Because I be doing like my fake, I'm like a fake model and shit. So I be like um, <laughs> doing my like fake scouting. So if I see something dope, I'll be like, oh, like I want to like shoot here. That's dope. But yeah, I never I remember. So do you like write it down? How do you remember like all the places you scout? Or you just have like a dope ass memory? Uh, I feel like I have, I feel like I have a photographic memory. You know, like I, I, I know what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very in my head. Like I know I can see it. You know, it's like I know exactly what I want to what I want it to look like. Okay. And in my head, I feel like, I feel like the thing that I'm doing is that I'm 
trying to make the skills match what's in my head. Right. And that's, my skills can't, at the moment, my skills produce something dope. Mm-hmm. But they, what's in my actual head is way better. Uh, it's so much better. If people can see what's in my mind, it'll be amazing. And that's what I'm fighting to do. Like, I was going to ask whole, you I'm that. working towards being able to give y'all what I actually see. In your head. Yeah. This is about like 50% of the room. Really? Yeah. Where I'm at right now is like 50% of the room. So what that I video that you did was 50% of what you saw in your head. It, it probably it was a little bit more because yeah. I, was, I was like that shit was lit. The clock. Lit. Speaking of lit, yeah, lit films. <laughs> lit films. Yo, yeah, that's why I started it. I was like double. It's like you know, it's like the double meaning. It's like lit, meaning like like this is lit. This is lit. This, yeah. this is fun. This is dope. Or you know, mm-hmm. and lit also meaning because everything, the beginning of photography and videography, everything capturing images is light. Okay. You need light to do it. And mm-hmm. That's the key thing. Lighting. I remember us talking to somebody about it. I think it was me because I was actually um, looking at something and I remember I, I was trying to figure out who told me that. And now that you said it, I yeah, think it was you. And I was like, been. That's she was crazy. like it's it, it, probably not the camera. It's the lighting that's everything that makes yeah, the Yeah, lighting. Yo, it's never the camera. It's the lighting. And it's like, I mean, it is the camera when it comes to how much light, what, the, what it can do with the lighting mm-hmm. is different, you know? But like, all in all, getting a great picture, getting a great motion picture it's like good having lighting. good lighting and i'm that's what i study i study lighting and setups and all that kind of stuff because it's not about oh cool i got this i mean it's a lot of things that go into yeah. it i can't even try to like break it down to that but so i'm still new at it i'm still new to this like mm-hmm. i'm i'm not an expert on the i'm not the best person at creating visuals there are millions of people that are great mm-hmm. i just feel like uh what I'm doing, I'm I'm more I'm a strategist. Like I may not be the best at this, but I'm gonna find a way to position myself to get what I'm trying to get. Okay, and, and been, that's pretty much what's been going on. And it's like I've been, you know, I'm like I'm genuine, so I'm like I meet people that I think are dope that I think are genuinely dope because it's important to me mm-hmm. because it's the only thing that can be replicated that can be like constantly done over and over if something is genuine, genuinely done. Yeah, you know. I was going to say, so when you first started recording and everything, was that the birth of Lit Films? Like, when did you decide to, like, call your company Lit Films? Like, how did that come about? I decided on it because um, I sat down, I was like, what are my resources, you know? Because mm-hmm. I was talking about that, I was like, man, instead of thinking what I can or cannot do, I was like, what resources do I have? Because I have to be able to rearrange these things, like, what's the, what am I supposed to do? Because I do a lot of things. I'm mm-hmm. good at a lot of things. Or okay in a lot of things, or great at a few things, but that's stressful because when you're good at a lot of things, if you're only good at one thing, then that's your thing. Yeah. When you're good at a lot of things, you're trying to do a lot of things, it's like, you don't know. You don't really know. So when so did you start what it? I did was, what I did you, took... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to oh, okay. be patient. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what I did was I took, um, I really just sat down and wrote out what I did and like all the different clients I've worked with, all the different names I've worked with. Was this back in Atlanta or LA? Like, where are you at this time? Um, this is New York. Okay. I sat down. I was like, man, I'm trying to. Sh- I was trying to shoot photos, and you know, I was like, I'm good at photos, videos. I just start writing out stuff, and I was like, what clients have I worked with, and and when, and how, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So after going through it for a while, I was like, damn, all the best client, the biggest names I've worked with, is all video. Why am I not? Why did I ever stop doing video? Mm-hmm. I laughed to myself. I was like, I'm, I'm a clown. Like, why would I stop doing <laughs> video if I'm really good at if people, all the people that 
big names that asked me to do video. Why am I trying to do photos and that's not what people are asking for? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm, I like video. I'll do it. Why not? Boom. I just followed what made sense. And mm-hmm. I was like, what am I going to call it? And I don't remember why I came up with this. I can't fully remember why I came up with this one. I was drawing out names because the thing is, visually, it has to look good. Yeah. So, like, I was drawing out names, and, like, the name has to sound good, but the music has to look good on paper, too. Right. So, I start drawing things out, and then I don't have... Because you do graphic design as well. Yeah. So, like, yeah, so I did graphic design. So, I was, like, drawing it out, trying to figure out what I was going to do with it and, like, how it was going to look. I don't remember why I came up with Lit. It is Lit, though. I'm not sure why I came up with Lit. I can't even tell you because it's, like, I got caught up in the moment. I don't remember why I came up with it. When people use, like, kind of, like, trendy, like, words and things like that, like, in, like internet sensations, like, sayings and shit, like, it's lit. Like, do you ever fear of it, like, going out of style when that phrase goes out of, out of style? That's what people have said and they kept telling me stuff, but I stopped listening to what people tell me. Because at the end of the day, yo, people always tell you stuff that's based on themselves and based off their own ego and based off of their own problems. Like, I don't care what you have to say. You think that it's going to come out of style? See how many people have told me that lit is going to go out of style? And now I'm shooting videos and people are posting my videos. And it's still lit. On people's pages. Like, my videos are starting to get posted. I started to shoot with, like, celebrities. Mm-hmm. And people like it. And I hear people say it all the time. Like, it's lit. It's lit. Oh, that's dope. I really like that. It's catchy. Yes, that's my point. And it was just, like, the, I, I, I was trying to think of something that was clever in a way that I could build branding around something, a theme that I can be like, this is a theme. And, like, you know. So I came with that because uh, I, I don't know. I can't think of it. But <laughs> all in all, <laughs> all in all, I've had people tell me, like, it's going to go out of style. Like, when they answer your question, like, do I have a fear that? I mean, what goes out of style? Um, the Dougie went out of style. It's going to come back. I mean, it doesn't, it didn't really leave. The dirt. Know? It's gone. I don't think I mean, so. the music is still there. Yeah, I mean, you know what I think? I think it's that. It's become nostalgia. People, right, right. Not only that, but, like, if you look at other dances, they've been built upon, like, all those other True. Things. Like, if you look at South Dallas Swag, you look at, you look at the Dougie, you look at all that stuff. Look at, look at Millie Rockin'. Look at all that stuff. How Millie Rockin' is still driving, together. though. It is. But look how all these things kind of, they have similar, like, moves and, and things, you know? Like, right. But that's kind of Things just evolve. I that's feel way like, different, though, than a fucking saying, though. I should have, what's a saying that went out of style? I, on fleek, I still use that shit. Like, yeah. On the day, not the daily basis, but I, I do say it probably like at least twice a month. <laughs> What's the word that went out? Yeah, you're right. I don't think any words really. It's like up like, to the person to decide if yeah, they're going to use it or because not. Because then it, then it becomes like, look at like the hipsters and they decide to say certain phrases that were dead because that's cool because no one's doing right. that. And you know what I mean? Like, no one's doing that. Like, right on. I'm different. Yeah, everyone wants to be like. There's never gonna. Everyone's gonna want to be better than someone else, and everyone's always gonna want to be different from someone else and, and separate themselves from someone else. So, I think just because things are not used by the mainstream, it's not gonna die. Right. Wow, that's a great answer. That's how I feel. So, like all this great shit for lit films and for yourself happened at the end of 2016. Uh, we are now three weeks into 2017. A lot of great shit has continued to happen um, for you. So what's next? Like, do you have anything planned or anything for lit films or for yourself? Or? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I have my personal goals. I'm like, I want three clients mm-hmm. a month. And, and do you um, have a game plan to get that? I really don't know what I'm doing. I'm just making good work. Like, yeah. And then, you know, from there, like, I qualify or disqualify the people that come to me. Because okay. now, now I have a bigger, like, I was like, my goals this year was like, I'm going to meet, I'm going to focus on my connections. I already have great work. My work has been great. 
it's been the same. Mm-hmm. Not to try to like sound crazy or sound boastful. Like my work has been the same since last year. And the year before that, my photo work was even better a few years ago when I actually spent more time taking photos. Mm-hmm. My work has been fired. The thing is, I didn't have a platform. I didn't have right. people that cared enough to be like, this is the guy that's doing this. Now I'm at a position where finally in 2017, the beginning of 2017, people trust me and they believe me and they look at my work and they're like, we like this guy. We like what he's able to do. We want to put him on and put his name out there. And I'm mm. finally, finally doing the stuff with Black Pyramid. I have people that care that are actually saying, yo, we love your work. The CEO came to me and like pounded my fist, like pound, fist pound, like boom, like yo. I really like your work. Thank you for doing what you did. This is awesome. Keep up the great work. And it's like that means the world to me. Yeah. People are actually acknowledging my name and for what I've been doing for how long, finally. Yeah. And, and I'm happy. I'm, I'm appreciative that I spent a whole year grinding through depression and all that stuff. Where it's mm-hmm. hard. Where you don't have money. You can't really you see everybody else thriving. And you're yes, like, it's what's so going hard. on? They suck. Like, ah. And you start going in on other people like, we don't relate and it's good. And it's like, I don't want to be that guy. I want to mm-hmm. be that guy that's like attacking other people because I'm mad and I'm hurt about the fact that I'm not us, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm really excited for you and everything that the, that the year has to offer you. And I'm so excited. I'm thankful that you are finally getting the recognition, the recognition that you deserve. You definitely deserve it. Appreciate and it. I also appreciate you doing these interviews. You're dope as fuck. <laughs> um, now let's go ahead and uh, let's go into the, the next segment, which is Lemonade Pick of the Week. Mm-hmm. Woo! I feel like I should put some claps in there. <laughs> but um, this Lemonade Pick of the Week is going to go to Monique D. She's this dope-ass girl, full of black girl magic on um, Instagram. Well, I met her because we were like a writer for the same uh, site, Jack Thriller, shout out to him. Uh, but now she's just taking things to a whole nother level, and she's just being a dope-ass entrepreneur. And one of the last um, thing that she created was this thing called the Black Box. And it's probably, like right now, this like whole like box delivery type service is like lit <laughs> right now. Yeah. And so she created this um, because you can get anything delivered. Like you can get food delivered. You can get like games and shit delivered monthly, like a subscription. And so now she created this thing called the All Black Box in which you can get black owned products delivered to your home once a month through a subscription. It's like it's not expensive. I think it's like $30 or something like that. Um, But you get all these different products, which probably would have costed like $30 each anyway. And it's quality products from black creators. So shout out to um, All Monique D on Instagram, um, at All Monique D, and this is at the Black Box, I believe it is. Okay, so if you're interested in um, subscribing to this monthly service, uh, it's called the Black Box. You can go to the Instagram, which is at by the Black Box. That's B Y the B L K Box on Instagram, or you can just go to All Monique D's Instagram, which is All Monique M O N I Q E D D E E. Um, so yeah, so if you're interested in that, um, shout out again to Amonique for, um, taking the initiative to help aid our, like, ed- uh, like learning of, I guess, all these different black owned products. Cause I had no idea that so many black people made all these things that I use every day. So this is perfect for me. Um, yeah. So thank you for being a dope ass black girl, Monique. You're one. Okay. Speaking of dope black girls, let's go to the next segment, which is to love a black woman, um, in which Desmond. You can say um, something you love about a black woman in particular, like mom, sister, cousin, anyone, or you can just say something that you love about black women in general. Yeah. Well, I have to give a shout out to my sister. I have to give a shout out to my sister because what's really dope about her is I remember growing up, 
she's like just like me because she's like so much older than mm-hmm. us. But you know, it's like me and I'm, me and my younger brothers are way closer in age than her. I always have respect for her, mm-hmm. but she would always read. You always like you do everything a lot of everything, mm-hmm. and she's reading this book. There's like what you think about like sideways stories from waste sideways stories from wayside school or something like that. I think that's what the name of that book is. Was it like a children's book? It's not. It's like a. It's like a chapter book. It's not like a children's book, but it's oh, okay. like it's like teens. You can read it. Oh, okay. Teens. And it was about this really bad kid in the book named Brad. Like she's just like really bad kid, and she used to read that book, and that was her one of her favorite books. So I read it because mm-hmm. that's one of her favorite books, and it became one of my favorite books because it's like, oh, this is so dope. It's a lot of stories, and like it's crazy, like skyscraper school. It's really, 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 really cool. Mm-hmm. So reading it as a kid, I like learned about this kid Bradley from. I had a kid's perspective. My sister was like, you know what? I want to be a Tracy. Because she read the book about this bad kid, how everybody was hating on this bad kid and all the teachers wouldn't treat him well. And she thought, she applied that to real life and was like, there are kids like him that need help. Mm-hmm. I want to help kids like Brad. And I watched her go to school and go be, now she is a counselor. She is a counselor in high school and middle school because of Brad. I watched that happen. Now, not only that, she's like, I want to help people so much that I want to take it even further. Now, she's a blogger, mm-hmm. and she has, um, she's in a biracial relationship, mm-hmm. and she has two beautiful biracial daughters, which mm-hmm. are my beautiful nieces. I love them. They look, they're like little versions of her. It's the weirdest thing. Because <laughs> it's like, oh my God, you're like my sister. You look like Adrian, but you're not her, but you are. <laughs> it's so weird and they're so cute and they're, they're so like cute and bad and annoying but yeah. adorable and I love them it's so funny they're all good though you know I see how she's raising her children mm-hmm. and it's beautiful and I see their relationship um, and it's dope and now her husband and her are both business and they're both independent businessmen um, she has a blog all based on how she raises biracial children oh wow and the things that she goes through what's um, it called ardosiakids.com oh really yeah that's a dope-ass name. I would want to figure out what's that about. Yes, com. She came up with that because as a black woman, she's she's a darker black woman. Mm-hmm. And she's like dark skin, And they see these white children with her, and there are people that ask her crazy, disrespectful questions like, who is that? Like, are those your kids? They came from that because people in the stores are doing Target shopping. And someone's like, are those your kids? Why would you ask if those are your kids? And like, like, why would you ask that? Mm-hmm. White, black, everybody is just, are those your kids? Like, just ignorance. And she's like, I don't want to. She took that and turned it into a positive. She said, I do not want to battle that. Mm-hmm. I want to educate. So she created this platform to educate. But she's like, there are people that are like, there are a white mother, a, a black mother that needs to raise their biracial daughters and their hair is different. Mm-hmm. And she's like, these are the struggles that I go through. This is, these are the products I use for my daughters. These are the books that I educate my daughters on because they need to understand about culture, about black culture, and about our culture, mm-hmm. about uh, about their culture in general. You know, they mm-hmm. need to be, they need to be, because she's a counselor. She's like, yo, it's hard for like kids that are biracial because they have to go through this or that. And it's like, they have to deal with both. And I'm raising them on black culture so they understand who they are. But at the same time, I'm just letting them understand that they are, you know, that they're, they're not limited to that. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. And yeah, your sister is amazing. Yeah, she's super dope. Yeah. She's dope. She's an inspiration to me. Well, I'm glad you um shared all the information about your sister on there. Yeah. Connected that platform so we can see all the amazingness that she's doing. Yep.
So, Desmond, where can they find you and your work on social media and all that stuff? It's at dsmnd.co. It's like Desmond with no vowels. So that's D-S-M-N-D dot C-O. Mm-hmm. Um, on Instagram. And um, that's pretty much where I'm focusing everything on. Yeah. Instagram. I feel it. So Snapchat, t- since Instagram turned into Snapchat and all it's that, the it's, snap. like, it's all one thing. It's all becoming one thing. I I'm love like, it though. I'm just gonna stay on Instagram. More space on my phone. Right, right. <laughs> I used to hate logging out one app to get on the other. Like, yo, it's cool. Do that, the Arthasis meme. But um, as always, you guys can find me on all social media platforms at underscore Smangy. That's S M A N G I E E. Again, that's at underscore Smangy. Again, I do appreciate you guys for tuning in. You guys are amazing. And um, I'll see you tomorrow. So I'll talk to you next week.